0: just wanted to ask you a personal question, uh, about, um, so like when, when you were at, um, with the beautiful lady at, um, Mason's hotel and Leo and, and, uh, and Zig were like, yo man, come to the, whatever you went to rehearsal. Right. And you tried to sing this Jeffrey Osborne tune (laughs) Yeah. and they were like, and you were like, uh, and you said you were not, this is what you said. You said, I was not. Cocky, which I, I means to me, that means like right. confidence. And you said, I uh, self confidence, you said. And those guys are like, We've heard you sing, we know you can sing. And my question is, yeah. at that point in your career with your brother's band, were you why didn't you believe in? I mean, obviously, you believed in yourself, but did you feel your career had plateaued at that point?
1: No, not, not quite. Um. No, not really. The thing about it is, for my band, David Batiste and the Gladiators, I-, I sung, as I said, I did the wonderful song by Tower Power with Lenny called Can't You See? That yeah, I know, man. My, That's killing, man. And then early on, uh, King David and the Gladiators, I would do some Snook songs, like Feeling Sad and Lonely, and Trip uh, Bad by Earl King. Somewhere. So I would, do, I would do some singing. But I always would hire a fantastic vocalist. I mean, some guys would come along, some girls would come along. Right. And uh, they sound so well light. I just couldn't resist not having to, to, you know, to put them in the band and relegate myself to playing some keyboards. And that's why I said, uh, I'm glad my nephew John called me one of the world's greatest entertainers because... <laughs> You know, he didn't
0: say musician. <laughs> no, see, you Whatever. know what? I freaking love it, dude. I, I, I lo- So yeah, you weren't you weren't singing a lot at that time. So you hadn't. Right. Yeah, I dig. I dig.
1: Yeah, and so I had great people singing. Like I had Cyril Neville from the Neville Brothers singing with me.
0: That uh, is and, so uh, beautiful and, to and, hear, uh, that man.
1: I uh, had Tony Orange, one another great voice out of New Orleans. Wow. Alan Barbaran, one of the great female voices. Wow. Sheila Allen, out of New, uh, uh, you know, another great voice. Linda Coleman, another great voice. You know, the, the, uh, uh, Gloria Woods, another great voice. I mean, just you know, Warren Thomas, better known as Plouc, talking about a hoodlum. <laughs> 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 <Push>. <laughs> Warren, Warren, Warren was the type of guy where you cross the even if you black you cross that other side of the street <laughs> was, jeez
0: man. Six, man I he don't want to
1: mess one. with that cat man yeah he was about six, one, but menacing looking brother bruh but he was one of the funniest uh, you know when you met him and one of the kindest guys as a friend and he made you somewhat be a man because Warren was in and out of jail and uh, he was a uh, homeless at one point, you know, uh, you know, uh, living, you know, from pillar of the post, and he was kind of rough. Our life was kind of rough on him, man. But, uh, boy, but could, could he sing and control the audience? Man. Hmm. We, we 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 play in the town. I'm not even going to call it the town because.
0: <laughs> Too generous, yeah. I mean, I'm not going
1: to call it a town because a very, very, <laughs> very, 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 very famous person come from that town. And we rode you there with uh, with King Floyd with that hit groove with oh, and we man. lit the place up. And King Floyd got jealous of Warren, bro, because Warren and said he could go from Sam Cooke to to James Brown to Wilson Pickett, and we had those arrangements in our band to be because our band was just as good as any of those bands. song lead singers I just called their bands because we ran across them while we was out on the road. Eddie Floyd's band. Was the Pickers Band, the Salites Band, Al Green's Band, Bernard Ferdinand? You know, we were just as good as, as a performing band. They had the uh, drops, what well, they had a, 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 the thing was because the artists they were traveling with had hit records. So when we start traveling with King Floyd, we had a hit record, and we were right there with, you know, with all of the major uh, performing acts. Uh, and so we swept through this town, bruh, and the lady who ran the the, the top brothel in town <laughs> fell in love with Warren.
0: <laughs> oh my God. this fell in love with Warren, bro. Oh. And when
1: we rode through this, this very, very historic, soulful town, bruh, Warren.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. <laughs> I'm not. I'm leaving someone that alone.
0: Hey, <laughs> you know, I want to. I want re- re- to. This is really important <laughs> because, I mean. Uh, this is where the rubber meets the road for because you were an, you were an accompanist with a lot of this, the the big acts and I want you to talk about yes. your experiences. This is from an interview I did with with Charlie Neville. He said uh, in New Orleans there was the Dew Drop Inn, it was a social center and it was where all the cats played. That's where I first met and played with Big Joe Turner and Ray Charles. In Memphis there was Sunbeam Mitchell's Club Handy on Beale and Hernando. In Mobile, Alabama there's a there was a place called Big Rose Joint. It was the same kind of scene where it was a social gathering place where people would come for the music, to dance, drink, and have fun. I remember in Tampa, there was Watt Anderson's Blue Room. That's the last place I played with Jimmy Reed. Johnny Ace was at Watt's Anderson Blue Room. In St. Petersburg, there was Jack's Fiesta Club. Wow. Okay, like, so that was the Southern Chitlin circuit. And I don't really care about the names of the clubs, but can you talk about some of the like talk about that shitland circuit like ultimately even though you were backing up cats like King Floyd how you learned to entertain
1: we got out of that and one of the great things about traveling with King Floyd we got our own jobs out of that because that is said we had this badass band you know and when King wasn't working sometimes we would be hire us out to get, right uh, just a group but the, the, one of the places I come to mind to me, is A506 in Pensacola, Florida. Wow, that was, about, that was about three thousand people, twenty-five to three thousand 3, people, and you'd have people like Joe Tex because I, I know because I played that with Joe Tex. Beautiful, and other other great Bobby Marshand from New Orleans. He, we backed up Bobby, and, and he's traveling show. Um, you know, uh, 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 A506, and then. There's a raised soul city in Panama City, another hot spot, but well, Bobby Marsha had packed that place. Another, wow. You know, in Panama City. Yeah. And uh also um we get we played there um with Peggy Scott and Jojo Benson. They had a hit out called Lover's Holiday. And uh they needed to kick the ass rhythm section and they got us to back them up. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, oh, yeah, man, we had Percy Stowall. Percy Stowall was one of the historic black booking agents and one of the very few here in the South. So all in chitterly-circuit places. But remember, man, I had to play my way out of Little Farms, out of the suburbs, all of this stuff in town, the Dewdrop Inn. We had Perkins Lounge out here in Canada. Uh, right, so that, that Perkins—that's where O.V. Wright would come in. Oh my you know, God! My God yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and, come uh, on! Like, yeah, you know they the Sledge, and you—you hit that, and then uh, we had Bell's Lounge, Johnny Adams, the Great Canary. You know, those were popping clubs out there. And and Jefferson Paris. Then you further down in LaPlace, you had a place called the Bluebird which where all the top bands would road through it and going up to the river up to st james Parish on 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 um, both sides of the river and then you got and lahash uh uh across the river on both sides uh wonderful hot spots i mean places that draw hundreds of people you know but we, i remember we played out there they, they must have had Look like a thousand people <laughs> waiting for us on the levee <laughs> on side the thing. They, they come from both sides of the river, right? Oh, they, were they were playing. They wanted some David Batchi, some Gladiators, Daddy Yo. You know, and, and, and it, it didn't hurt that we had recently just got you playing with Bobby Romack Daddy Wright, the OJs. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, wow. That, yeah, they seen at the in the Municipal Auditorium. Open up for all these great people. And then
0: that is wait, hold on. I want I want to just stop you for a second. When you're you're talking about that the the band so like Bobby Womack would roll through town, pick up the rhythm section of you, Cheatham, Peterson, and McGee. No, when Womack and then we'll
1: come through, but we'd be the opening band. We had to handle our own against those guys
0: and their groups. Wow. So they no. he would he would come in, but I mean when you would go on tour with Tex or was that a Yeah
1: when well, we like Prussian sled, we'd be the band. You know, we're bad to Percy Sled. And that
0: we're would be bad bad the that would be like night Cheatham, night. Cheatham, yeah. Cheatham, Peterson, and McGee.
1: So that's that's a few Joe and them had left the group, and that's began Paul, Michael, myself. Beautiful. Are
0: the, you so let's talk about that? Like that was my question was like how you know, it was a natural evolution in the band, but
1: how did... It, it change, yes. It, 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 it,
0: it. Talk about when that Joe, change going from... Joe
1: got married. Yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> we had a, when Joe got married, after Joe, a, remember I told you about Dap? Yeah, oh, Dap. Yeah, yeah Dap.
0: Peterson, had a dude. had
1: brother named Edgar, and Edgar played the bass. So Edgar got a chance to be a gladiator for a time. And each, the rehearsals would be at my house. So Michael was sitting around observing and learning from all these, these great musicians that would come through. And Another guy by the name of Frederick Smith. Wow. You know, everybody, everybody would just come to the house. See, my dad had this sweet
0: shop, man. You had to. I did totally,
1: totally. You know, with all of the latest records that would come through. So when we wanted to learn records, we got a jukebox right there, man. You know, that the, uh, and the guys would come in uh, and, and change out the records. Whoever got a hit and stuff like that, you know, once a week. And uh, So this was after Geraldine, though. So Geraldine was on in between 63 and 64. I did, and, and then all... Of was the guitar player and bass player when we went to New York, so that's sixty five.
0: Rat was Rat under Ratcliffe
1: yeah. was with us. Rat, there. George, yep. Yeah, George had that the uh, transferred from George, John Ross. Remember Robert Griffin the third's grandfather. Right, was,
0: right. He, I remember can't forget that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, John is and then from John and and then it it, it Ratcliffe. I made mean, it right. I had to I actually had to make a decision. At the time, because John was so good, but to me, Radcliffe was just a little bit more funkier. You know, John had the technique and speed and all the other great technicians of a good drummer, but Radcliffe was almost like my, you know, and myself, as uh, he taught himself. Right, right, know, and, right, right. Greasy. And, it was uh, greasy, man. Yeah, yeah. He was funky oh, like This that. is he, so
0: unbelievable. Yeah, so John just yeah. wasn't as, as funky, man. He didn't have as much time playing and making stuff up.
1: Yeah, so so Rat and I, we hung together like a right hand and a left hand. And we would listen to music together more more than uh, my brother Paul and Michael. Because they were, remember, they were my younger brothers. And I didn't so much hang with them. But until we started practicing music and started getting ready for these talent shows and learning these songs, and my brother Paul, as I said, he was a great guitarist, man, and... and, and um, he going through high school and stuff. He, you know, Paul had, and Michael because Paul, see, Paul was like in the twelfth. Michaels was in the tenth. Michael was about two years behind Paul in school. And I had already finished, got out of school and was married at seventeen. So, wow. uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's no. It's
0: there, this is the this is the question because you made a very interesting point, and I want you to expand on it. You were from Kenner. You were from. Yes. Little town, I think you called it. Little farm, little farm, which meant what? which meant you had to actually bypass and get over the cats that were in New Orleans to get those gigs to go on the road with your brothers. Is that right? Absolutely,
1: man. You, dude. So, dude, you so know, you're. They had great yeah. bands. I mean, they had. You know, when we left King Floyd, we picked up another uh, a band by the guy by the name of Jimmy Molye and his group. Whoa, you know, so they, you know. Uh, because we didn't have any, uh, my brothers and I, and, and me as a leader, about we didn't know what uh, animosity or jealousy or anything at all. And then me being a guy, an older guy with his two younger brothers in the band, I had to fight a lot of people. Man, they, they you know they wanted to take over my band, and you know and you know they thought you know that. That handsome smile was, was you know, was... You know,
0: was you know, <laughs> God, Yo, you wrong. were no pushover, man. <laughs> yeah, no, man. No, holy bro. cow, dude. No, no, bro. I, I challenged to fight five people at one
1: time. No, bro. are I you know, kidding me? holy no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, my
0: yeah. God. Yo, All man, right. explain that. So, like, you guys start making it a name for yourself in the Little Farm, yeah. get do cooking the groove. Then yeah. you go to New Orleans. Who was, like the king of the hill that you had to overtake to get to Joe Tex and those cats?
1: Well, oh man, what
0: Because those cats wanted to fight you bad.
1: Yeah, 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 well, people, you know, local promoters tried to take over the band and, and, and people that were, uh, saw the advance and and and, and, and being managers and, and that, and once you're going to take over the manager, that means that we're going to take the money going to come for me first and, all the inexperienced stuff that we didn't have—we sure. were just some young, young guys that loved music, loved to get out and perform, and and uh, that age-old thing—it didn't, you know. Okay, yeah, we'll go out and do it. us you know, we will play for nothing to do these gigs so people could hear us. You know, you you are uh, uh, in love with the 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 the, the, the music. Sure, absolutely. The and performing, and yeah. when you have. You walk out on the stage and 10,000 people screaming and hollering for you and everything else. And then when you come off the stage, you're screaming and hollering, asking you to come back again. And you knew you just hit them with your three of your brothers and your two sons. And they ain't never seen nothing like that. You know, uh, here's a dad and his three brothers. And then he got two. Boys, you gonna come up? Russell was a beautiful little baby boy, and and Damon looked like the lead singer for the Charlights, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they could play. That's the thing about it. That sure. was the most fascinating thing. They they played like old men, you know. But we got those gigs through that. People were seeing us. People was giving us a call. The booking agent, place to David Baptiste, This is our place in Uh We got a gig. that Can you travel? <laughs> young enough? Yeah. You know I'm excited. You know we have, we want you We got our first road trip. i want y'all to drive to uh, Panama City, far and back up Peggy Scott and Jergil Benson. They got a hit record called "Love Was Holiday." We're going
0: to give you the record. Oh, that legend. is sick.
1: And uh, so wait, hold
0: on. The, the 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 promoter would call you guys, be like, "I'm going to send you the record," uh, yeah. and then and then like, did you get gas okay, money. Again.
1: Yeah, the booking agent, promoter would call. Booking agent, yeah. The booking agent, yeah. the booking agent would call. You know, the hot bands, right? You know, and David Batista Gladys was one of the hot bands that's coming up. I have no connection to mighty Brian. I have no connections to the do drop ends. I, 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 I
0: dude, I'm loving to of, this <laughs> yeah, too.
1: To, to none of that, you know. We just came and played our ass straight into on, into this the scene, and they got tired of calling us country boys. You know? <laughs> Wait,
0: I want to be. I want to be clear about something here. Would you say you didn't play? Did you play New Orleans proper with the first iteration of King David and the Gladiators? Or was that in Kenner or in Little Farm? That's, that's
1: New Orleans too. We did New Orleans. We some of the, the hot spots, bro. We. Um, I living this lady who was trying to manage us because my dad couldn't do it. You know, he couldn't get us around. So she would we call her uh, Mama. She was booking it, booking. She would go to the club and set it up, and then get permission from my dad because Paul and Michael was too young.
0: Right,
1: and uh, and in fact, the first one I'm gonna think Michael was there. Gerald was there. Gerald played bass, and we 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 heard a guy that she brought us out to a club, and I can't think of the name. It wasn't a Do Drop but it was a club with like, a because you had a lot of drop like clubs in the city, man. You dude,
0: know. I want to know them all, man. I want to know them all.
1: Oh, man, you had Silver You had the Whitest Devil's Den. You had Club 77. Oh, my God. You had Club El <laughs> You had the Bob's Green Door, you know. <laughs> Just, oh, man. Bells.
0: Dude, they were playing... Oh my God, man!
1: Yeah, all, all these wonderful places where you can go here live. I'm talking about people like James Rivers. Wow, Jesus. you know, uh, um, oh man, some of the best. If you like music, man, these people. Uh, some of them like well, Sam and the He was he played in church uh, at the church organist.
0: I can I just. But, it's overwhelming. It's it's just. I guess maybe my point was, you know, you are who you are today. You were developed, you know, but what was the one thing you really, as a leader of the group, how did you grow as an entertainer? I mean, you just said, like, you know, you're not going to be Ahmad Jamal. You're not a snobbish guy. You're not going to stretch out like Herbie. Um, but, like, you're fuck, You're a bad musician and you're a great entertainer. But what was the one thing when you were really young that you had to work on in order to become that person um, to elevate playing, over everybody playing else.
1: Playing the piano. Playing the piano. Playing Just playing getting piano your chops and up. And yeah. And, 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 yeah. G- getting fired of playing the piano, watching uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and mimicking him and, wow. and Lil Richard. I love the way they attack the piano, mm-hmm. man. Jerry, especially Jerry Lee Lewis. He's like, it, chicken ready, throw it, pick it up and throw it in the audience, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Great balls of fire. Um, and 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 then for class I'd watch Liberace. How calm and relaxed, and how great he sound, and some of the runs that he would make, you know, and just how stylish he was. Mm. I got to you. So, you got to hit uh, me to
0: some of that stuff. I, I've never gotten into that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Liberace and his brother George, who was a who was a fantastic violinist, oh. you know, and they had their show, and uh, it was flair, you know, right. I mean, flamboyant, you know, and it wasn't over the top like, uh, this, that they're going out with now, you know, you know, that, that uh, just it wasn't over the top, you could tell that Richard was, um, excuse me, that Liberace was gay, you know, even me had the 15, 14, you could tell. You right, know.
0: I mean, that was like, no, I mean, people were trying to, it was, they were digging the groove, you know, they were digging the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's it, I didn't care that that was, you know, that was his personal yeah like, you're right man mu- no, the, no. Music, the music the music and entertainment part of it. Uh, you know he entertained me and i was the young black kid watching this white guy with all his hair and a cape on and, jewelry <laughs> and shit, you know and wow <laughs> and then this other guy jerry lewis he, he got a bottle of alcohol by this
0: right <laughs> right on, on fire <laughs> yeah you know
1: and then little richard even jumped on top of the goddamn piano you know shit. So uh, I said, man, it looked like they're having fun. So I had to learn how to play the piano. First song that I learned how to play was called Cut Out, and it was a 12-bar thing. I had to teach myself the changes and how you, you know, you come out of a change and the turnaround. And I didn't even know some of the, the slangs that they would have. When I get in the city, I would just listen to some of these hip cats that are uh, seasoned musicians I uh, am, once again, I'm seventeen 17 years old coming in these places. Most of the guys, Joe was uh, was 20, uh, Dap was about 22, 23. Right. Everybody was older than me when I was 17 to 16 coming out and playing with these older guys. But I could hang with them, you know, and then they started getting, my name started circulating. You know, the Batiste, man, he got that, that Batiste. yeah. Man, he can hang, dude. Yeah, wait, hold
0: man. on. You, but you were you going to see like Willie T? Who were you going to? Who would yeah, you, yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, yeah, please bring him back into the game. Bro. Oh, man, oh, boy, he's just teasing you, <laughs> 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 tea. man. Willie T, man, I, and I got a chance to. We did something called Together where they honored. Willie and myself wow, together at the House of Blues called Ponderosa Stunk and that was the last time I saw Willie alive we were out at the hotel after the gig was over and we were just laughing and talking on the sidewalk the guy who made scarpio too. Dun, 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 the dun, Dennis dun, Coffee, Dennis yeah, Coffee. He was there too.
0: The that is them. so freaking bad. When was wait? Hold on. And then what happened? I didn't. What happened to to Willie? We, man? we, we, we all performed at the, the Ponderosa. Oh Stump, my god, because that because is that so that
1: stock, stock, yeah, yeah. No,
0: but I guess uh, I wasn't sure how he he passed away soon after that, or that was the last time.
1: Yeah, somewhere within. Yeah. That's eight six to eight month period of time after we had that you know met and the Ponderosa rosa stump was there and then Willie passed you know found out he was in the hospital and uh, he, he looked fine when he was with us you know but you never
0: know what's going on. Um. And, so I just um, want to be clear when you were going with Dap and and uh, and those cats they were a little bit older. Um. Yeah. yeah like
1: a little bit older. They had to get permission from my da- dad, man. Yeah, you know, that. And, my fa- and my father, you know, would, to, would, would would come out when he could. That's why this lady mama came in, because my father trusted her. One of his patrons that would come to the sweet shop and drink beer and stuff. And uh, trusted his sons to go with her to look at some of these uh, other bands play. And she brought us to look at a place where we had to play after this group, man and I. And I didn't even know how good we were, but we were that good. We had to come on after. <laughs> we had to come on after Guitar Ray, man. Guitar Ray was like Guitar
0: after- Ray.
1: Yeah, Guitar Yo, Ray,
0: man. Who was, was Guitar Ray, Ray man?
1: Guitar Ray was one of the smoothest. You know, he, he was like Guitar Slim. He made that song "Got Things That uh, yeah. Used to Do." Yeah, well, he was like that. He played the guitar and and he sang. And he had this hot band, but he had he had a. Uh, 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 oh Nicholas Payton on bass man, who were playing with him. Right? Who, who who Nicholas Payton is? See what I'm talking. That's the kind of heavy duty Cats. But we were. Uh, uh, I was just. I was just just entertaining factor in in the band. Right. You know I could spin around with the keyboards. I can do stuff besides just playing and sounding good and, and, and making some nice runs. I would do something where the people would do it. No, you didn't.
0: Uh, I love it, dude. <laughs> people could stare at you for like 10 minutes just hanging out. It would, You know, I dig they would,
1: it. They would, yeah, they would say, well, damn!" did he just spin around and drop to his knees and crawl on the other side and play the piano from the other side the piano? <laughs> right. <laughs> and people and screaming and everything else, and the more you people, it's adrenaline. So my improvisation, though, was absolutely, uh, and, and I always had... Uh, the timing, like, I've, you know, it's time to do this now.
0: You know, it's time to do that. Real, like, oh, like you that. mean like you, within the song structure?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so keep it, people start waiting to see me what I was going to do next. You know, uh, I play the Dude, the,
0: ass, I need. I mean, know? dude, I I would have been at, at every show for, uh, of the Gladiators. Yeah, we
1: that's, people came to see us, bro, and uh, we we. Paul played the guitar behind his back. Michael played the guitar with his
0: teeth, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Wait a minute. Right. I mean, were were you guys essentially like what was the longest tune would you play like pretty tight 3 to 4 minute tunes or would you just jam out and like, you know, we would pe- get into a, jam- a pocket but we'd run a song like not just DG So you who which one of your brothers um really really were amazing improvisers?
1: Uh both. Uh, it's a 50-50 deal because Michael will go for it, and Paul
0: will go. Paul is like a George Benson. Oh my uh, god, uh, dude! Oh, um, yeah, they're right. blowing to that they, as many bars as they wanted, huh? Yeah, you throw George
1: Benson and BB King in there, and, <laughs> and, and Sam Santana, you got, right,
0: Oh man, that's got, pretty wicked, man.
1: And then you got you got uh, George Duke and, and Stanley Clark And then you got uh, the guy, a big man who played with Stevie Wonder. That's how Michael. (laughs) You got the bass player that play like that, that can feel it and almost know where to go without even you telling them. And then Paul is playing the sweetest guitar licks like you know, like, like, Bennett, with that guy who played with with Bobby Bland, man. Uh, Wayne Bennett, uh, playing stuff like that. Wow, stuff,
0: you wow, know? man, wow. Yeah, so wow.
1: You, get no, you get no feel, you get the no religion, the uh, people is feeling it. And, then, of course, Low, Low, Lowdown Radcliffe, that, playing some shit
0: that he done made up. The funkiest. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. You, I mean, you and Radcliffe were, were, this is so, one more thing I just want to put a bot, because there's two guys that are, in my spirit, and I never met them, and I never interviewed them, but um, they're with me on this journey. Uh, George Davis and David Lee. Yeah, yeah. I just, once
1: again, though, no, bro. I would run across them Everybody knew about David Baptiste and the Gladiators, bro. But I didn't know about them.
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I just, I, because, well, anyway, those cats, I mean, because they played with Dizzy Gillespie, I mean, they could play jazz. You know, it's to me, it's like, um... When, when, were, were you looked down upon, even in New Orleans, was there a degree of snobbery about the fact that you guys were what I call street scholars, especially not your brothers per se, but you and De- and uh, Rat, were were people still like, oh man, you know, these cats are, are, are street scholars, they're not from the academy, they, they don't really know how to, they don't really know.
1: Yeah, we, we had that, we had that, but.
0: I mean, the soul—the soul, the soul anyway. is always going to push you through, you know.
1: They love us anyway.
0: <laughs> Dude, you just described anyway. the Jake Fiber because, show, man.
1: Because you know they knew that we didn't care what they thought about.
0: Us. Exactly, exactly, brother.
1: We didn't care what you thought. We didn't care that you went to this institute, and, 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 and you know, I'm I'm happy you stayed in your room and you practice <laughs> all that yet to learn that. And I just sit down and I just play that without having to go through, you know, this shit you went through play it, you know. Um, but that's just life. Right. So I'm happy that, I'm happy for you that you're that, you know, that you're that good. But it you know, still doesn't affect me.
0: What would be I mean, your, what would be, not for your kids or, or your grandkids, uh, you know, because they've all cut their own teeth and they're all blazing their own path. But there's a lot of younger cats out there today who... Are afraid to really be themselves. You got to where you are because you didn't care about the labels and the titles. You were gonna go out and get yourself off and please the people and be in it. So, like, what would be your advice to cats to loosen up naturally, be themselves, be more of an entertainer than some kind of, you know, riffology course. You know, this is to me like you could have all the chops in the world, but you know, it doesn't feel good. I'm just gonna stare at the wall all night.
1: Yeah, you know, by me having to be able to listen to um, and, and Ratcliffe and I, they said Rat and I. Are, oh you know, my
0: God, dude, to, Rat
1: man. Go to the bars. We would uh, go listen to different bands. Hold, hold one second. Yeah, man. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it so it took. Yeah, that's why I said. I had a limited amount of time you know,
0: because all these gonna be kind of. That's shit, fine. No, we, well, we can.
1: Uh, no, yeah, we, she, she, she just coming. on letting me in the house. All oh, right,
0: right on, right on. Right, right. So, but,
1: you know, it, 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 that's my whole career, man, has been like we didn't care about how good you were or what, what institutes you went to or what university you went to. Because we beat a lot of so called good, great band, uh, uh, musical guys that went to this sure. different high schools and everything else, but they, they didn't have. You know,
0: they didn't have that, uh... The vibe, the vibe, man.
1: Yeah, they didn't have the vibe yeah. and the sweetness, and maybe they were a little bit too too snobbish. Exactly, too, uh,
0: man. Yeah. I love it. But, I mean, this is yeah. the other thing. I mean, talk about how much you and Rat, I mean, to me, part of the issue today with some kids is that they don't really have any story to tell. It seems to me you guys had such authentic experiences in growing up with your dad yeah. that you actually were telling your, your, your story head. you were telling yeah. your own story so you didn't get it wasn't like you were learning out of a book you were making no. up your own book yeah
1: as we went along we made
0: it up you know it's <laughs> improvisation.
1: right we made it up exactly going along, man. rat and i would hear stuff and uh that's so when you got the drummer and you got the people and sometimes I play the bass with my left hand and play chords and play a little <laughs> melody with my right hand. Yeah, and right. So you got to Me and rap playing, uh, and just listening to everything, listening to everybody, and we listen to Ray Charles, we listen to you know, I mean, just everybody, and put a mixture of everybody whom what we hear you know here together, and make up our own music. You know, so I make up the music. The rap would give me a beat. You know, I say, "Hey, Rat, give me a beat, man, and let how this goes and see if that fits in." Right. Um, if, if it works, that it you know if it sounds good, good. If it doesn't, then we wouldn't mess with it. You know, he, you know, just just Rat and I had the the love of that, and we had that ear.
0: Well, I mean, all and, you guys you know, cared about was just like working out grooves together, playing game, playing off. I think that so you're you guys are basically doing. A lot of the rehearsing was, uh at least at a certain point, with the old, it was piano and drums, and that's how you'd work out a lot yeah, of the tunes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I never these Rat and I would play, and if you if you just all you have to do is listen to Funky Soul, and hear how the the organ is driven, that uh, Funky Soul, even even to Part One and Part Two, and high it's sweet. If you you really sit down and listen to it, all of the songs that. The, the two songs, the six-watt high step, the cutout, all those songs that I was making up on the piano with a beat from Rat. And then all the other color stuff came on around it. Wow. Yeah, because me and Rat would say, Give me a beat, Rat. And I would hear stuff, man. I remember going to the Club 77. And that's how I made Funky Soul. Uh, I heard something, and I tried to mimic what I heard. And, and it didn't come out.
0: Like it that. came out. It came out funky soul. Yeah. right Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah so help me God, it
1: came out funky soul. And so um, some of the other stuff that um, that Rat and I would do would be, um, you know, slow stuff in 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 the immediate media, you know, intermediate sort of funk feel. Sure, sure. Uh, but sure. We, did, we didn't listen to jazz. Ratcliffe and I didn't listen to jazz. We didn't even listen to gospel music. Dude,
0: I am... Dude, you are, are my favorite freaking... is Wait, is Rat still alive, by the way? Yeah,
1: we just played at a funeral together.
0: Dude, I'm telling you right now, this is... You are my... I don't know. My I'm dear friends with a Brad lot of cats. And I, bro, used to
1: swim in the Mississippi River, jump off, dive off of the river... Like did, like in that song, uh, those guys, those little kids, stand by me. Me and Rad would do all kind of stuff like that. Go swim in the river. Go fishing.
0: You know, I um, just say like I just feel like you guys were such improv artists that yeah. I mean, we could walk down the street and get twenty different definitions of the word jazz means, but you know, those some of that stuff as you were stretching out, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like American Songbook, but it was imp- it was improv- spontaneous. Improvisation—that to me right, is right. jazz.
1: When you walk into the club and the people are going, <laughs> the people—you know—first of all, they know you. They don't know what to expect, but they know you. They know it's going to be good, but they don't know what to expect. And as I said, for my I men, I would always have a great singer, always. And then sometimes you get one of the great vocalists out of the hood. That the hood people know and say, "Oh, yeah, Frank, this is a good singer at church, man. We don't know about him singing that secular music, but we're gonna come see him anyway." Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, he, he, he you know, so because Irene, William, the McGee brothers, they sung in the sanctified church, bro, with that howling and stomping and people falling. That's where up.
0: I no the, the people falling out of the pews, holy rolling. Yeah. yeah
1: did you go right, to man. Did
0: you go to that church ever? With
1: no, him? no, man, to, to that man, that was. That, for Rat and myself, but that stuff was hilarious. Wait,
0: hold on! You and Rat didn't take that don't take that seriously. No, brother. come on,
1: man! No, no,
0: no, you and Rat were laughing that, it off, man. That was
1: that was hilarious. Man. Oh my god! I even see the people wearing Oh remember, my god! <laughs> I remember one time Rat and me, but we went to they pitched up a tent and had a revival. Oh, yeah, that, right! That, I
0: love that stuff, man.
1: Had the people running up and down the pew, running around to the church, there And of course, we listen to how good the music sound, you know, coming from the, the guys that were playing because they would have a fantastic. Oh my Miami, God!
0: Dude, you know. the funkiest, greasiest and, and,
1: band? And, and, you know, and, but Rad and I, we'd hear the music and we'd make our own music out of that. But for us, it would, it would <laughs> we'd be, we'd be snickering <laughs> and looking like, "Who would later them fell out?" Yeah, we do not believe none of that. What is that? You know, uh, until you actually play it right. yourself.
0: Right.
1: And then you go, wow, they were serious. I mean, because I, I feel like running up the pew, you know, right. and, and exactly. being at the, the yeah. testimony person, you know. You know, and I could actually preach, you know. Uh,
0: I believe. Throw down here, yo, man,
1: I, I throw it down at the church. I didn't know how to think. But once you know how to to work an audience, whether you're a pastor or whether you um Bob Hope. Once you feel like you can work an audience and and you got their attention, then that's what the pastor has. They has everybody's attention. And you got the you're reading, from, you're reading from the Bible and you're reading uh, um, scripture and stuff. And then at, at the last part of all of the sermons, that's when the pastor go to work. You know, he's almost singing, Singing the song, For sure. You know, you, you get somebody like Paul Martin. is. Uh, I is, uh, have one of the greatest voices I ever heard in my, you know, in my life singing. If you,
0: if you, look at Paul Martin, the
1: pastor. That's P.J. Martin's daddy. Okay. Bruh. Hmm. That's P.J. Martin's daddy, bro. You know? Uh, and I, 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 I don't know if you know who P.J. Martin is
0: right now. I, I I'm not, I mean, yeah, you're going, you're going, right, in, you're going out yeah. for me. I mean, I, I, I believe you. This, this cat was yeah. your,
1: yeah. He's young. He's he's one of the today musicians. Right, right, but,
0: right. Um, I did. He traveled. He, travel, he, he played with you too. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah he's obviously he, a badass. I mean, totally. Yeah, well, that's his father. That's his father. <laughs> <laughs> that's his mother.
0: Wait, that's so father. so you? I mean, you 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 were, you went to his church and he would sing.
1: Well, Rad and I would would go to. We wouldn't change goals. Yeah, you, you, were sni- you
0: were snickering about that stuff, man. Yeah,
1: it was funny to me to see people running to the church falling all along and everything. Else. Dude, you know.
0: would have been it's laughing good. at me, man. yeah, uh, because you know, I didn't
1: understand it. No, but you
0: know? know, you know what I really love though. They also like it was like they incorporated the electric guitar in the music. It wasn't. Oh, man. It was Ooh. sanctified. It was. It was the Pentecostal oh, scans. Oh
1: yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah. That was, the, that's, I mean, the other stuff might have been too much for me, too. But the music itself, that would have won the day. And, and,
1: and some of the stuff was was, uh, was bluesy-like, man, you know, like, don't let Very,
0: bluesy. Dry, very bluesy, very bluesy. Oh,
1: you know, t- t- uh, 12-bar blues. You totally, know
0: you the, dude. Oh. The price in it, uh,
1: 12-bar shuffle, you know. We gonna thank you, Lord. Thank you, gonna thank you, Lord. Thank you. We gonna thank you, Lord. Thank you, gonna thank you, Lord. Thank you. We gonna thank you, Lord. Thank you. We gonna... That's that man. Come on, guitar strumming behind that. Exactly. And, 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 and bass drum pumping. You know, bass drum is snacking that. George Levy as I say, this foot would go through the bass drum. <laughs> 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 At some point, we had to change, turn that, take the funny in back of George. No, it- yeah, yeah, he had that heavy foot. And we were to get into uh, uh, almost the stuff like the nighttime at the right time but Rachel Charles said we'd be playing that it would sound so good until uh, people would be violent. man it was <laughs> McGee
0: was a McGee was so bad what a badass dude I will say I mean that oh,
1: man George George and his brother as I said I didn't know that because I started working with George. And then George gradually introduced me to his brother William. That's the lead vocalist with us who helped win us the, the Apollo, with Paul Michael and my. Oh wow! My wow! I don't
0: think I knew that.
1: And and um and and that was William and George. But I didn't know that they, they were the McGee brothers singing at this sanctified church. I didn't know the background of William that much, except he was a neighbor and he, he sang at the church. But one day. Him and his brothers came by my dad's store, by that piano my dad bought from that white lady, and they sung in the living room. To my amazement. Wow. William, Varnell, George, and Ailey. And Ailey McGee is the one of the ones that really helped me start banging on the piano, because he helped me learn that song. Oh, what you gonna do? That was, George, that was Ailey and he uh, William his brother his older brother he was older than William and he's older than George and um, and he played the piano you know and so I learned you know I forgot about it Ailey was going to help me sing and learn the piano and play uh, the songs uh, and start playing some of um, the, uh, the the, 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 the little changes, that the 12-bar changes, because we know a lot in those gospel songs with turnarounds and all that stuff, you know. It was the basic. And Spar, uh, they could sing harmony. And then on, the, on that piano, I could see it in my head now, earlier on that piano, and, and the rest of them standing up in the living room singing. And my dad and my mom listening to them, with us and, and the kids, all seven of us. Watching them sing, you know, and going, wow! And this is this is before we hit the talent show thing, you know. But for really start popping off, winning these talent shows. Um, So you would say this was
0: like this was like sixty one, sixty two. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. Hey, listen, brother Batiste, let let's uh let's put a a pause in this. Right, I got to go pick up my kids right now. Uh, we'll, well, let's let's do set three next week on Tuesday if you want.
1: Yeah, so I need to, you know, for me, I'm just my interest to find out, you know, what your listeners think and uh, to get a little feedback and find out, you know, what they think of a, a, a self-taught musician that this empire has built out of through uh, a connection, a race relation connection with my father buying that buying that piano in the '40s from his. Uh, Beautiful white
0: lady. No, I, I I want to I want to devote like the entire session to that.
1: That's amazing, man. Yeah, That's, that
0: that that oh, that, that hits my, home. Did you get my piece, Jacob, about
1: I, uh, John on on MSNBC? Did you pick? Did you pick that
0: up? I got the one that you sent. Let's see.
1: It's John Baptiste and R.A. Milberg. It, John, was it aired
0: last night. Yeah, I, I know. I, oh, it aired last night.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Cause that's I saw it last night myself for the first time. Oh, uh, and it came on the the, the six o'clock NBC, MSNBC news with Ari. Uh, yeah, Ari.
0: Uh, yeah, Ari Melber. Yeah, wow. Mad props yeah. to him for hooking that up. I gotta check. The, I, 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 this is my listening. Yeah, on, yeah. And,
1: and when it comes on, he said, "John, we went into your archive. We went into the archive, and the first clip they show was me playing my guitar with John on the congas, Russell on the drums." Damon on the on 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 the big combo bongos, and Michael's John's father playing the bass, and Paul, my, my brother Paul, playing get lead.
0: Dude, it's it is this.
1: It,
0: yeah, he's got the big name, but the family is the best.
1: Yeah, you pull it up, you're gonna see a you see the family. You see John coming up in this family, right? That was a nice piece last night because he he already did a great job of interviewing John. And as I said, it showed the family. I said, look at myself. I'm back on national TV again. And, and, and I got a flat top on that one. Almost like what I had on Saturday Night Live.
0: <laughs> I'm going to check it right dude, right now, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man, good to hear you, brother.
1: All right, Jake, be blessed.
0: Be blessed. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.